Cross Talk, the cross table discussion about cross type to- topics. Ah, so close. I'm Sam O'Banion. He's Nick Pannone. We're talking Philippians uh, 2. Don't worry. We don't need words today. No, it's fine. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this isn't a, a voice, uh, an audio platform that we're talking into. Yeah. Yeah. We could just sit here and mumble to each other, <laughs> gesture like, wildly. Uh, there might be some people who think that's what we do. And basically, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, no, we're in Philippians 2, though. We've trudged through the first chapter, and we still have, you know, three quarters of the way to go. Slowly strolled. That's, I mean, that's yeah. what trudge means, really, isn't uh, it? Yeah. Trudge, Tr- trudge feels heavy, though. I guess the connotation of trudge is like walking through quicksand, yeah. or like mire. Yeah. But still, yeah. we've we've done that a little bit, but joyfully. We've trudged through sun. There you go. Trudged through the sunshine mire. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, chapter two, ch- verses one through eleven. Yeah. Just jump in, I uh, guess. Yeah, I don't know if there's you know, anything there's you want to tackle beforehand. Well, not really. I, there's not a ton of transition to this. I, I mean, Paul's still, you know, kind of addressing the last week or so, you know, uh, church attitude. Mm-hmm. And so now he's bringing it to a point. And what, the, this passage that we're looking at is maybe some of the most famous New Testament scripture text? Yeah. Let's just, just call Philippians that. <laughs> we can call Philippians. I feel like we say that. You're right. We say yeah. that quite a bit. But this is pretty wildly popular to quote, oh, to yeah. cite, to read. Yes. I don't know how popular it is to study. Yeah, especially now that I've looked at the Greek, it's like, I'm glad I've never had to do this before. Uh, this is <laughs> it's taking a while. Right. Those of you in Bible college. There's <laughs> one. I drew a face next to one of the verses because I was like, really, dude? Like, this is this is insane, yeah. these words that you're choosing to use yeah. in yeah. one verse. It's well, like crazy. I think you should go ahead and read Paul Shakespeare here. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the original Greek. Just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, that'd be insane. But... Here's uh, Philippians 2, 1 through 11 in the English Standard Version. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, excuse me, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yeah. Yeah. If that sounds familiar, because it probably is, yep. and m- many of pastors have devoted this, cited this, and all that good stuff. A lot of things going on here, though, Sam. Oh, my gosh. A lot, uh, yeah. An uh, insane amount of things. A, a lot of things. And um, I, I do want to be mindful of our t- of our time with this, but I, I really do feel like we need to dig mm-hmm. uh, at, at some of this. So um, th- this breaks down pretty easily in a couple different places uh, with this. And normally I'm not super huge on how how we can divide up the text. Mm-hmm. I like to kind of put it together. This one, I think we, we, we sort of need to. One through four is a section. Five through six is a section. And if you really want to dig even, do, dice that up even more, you can just pull five out yeah. and kind of leave it on its own mm-hmm. as a sort of a transition thing. But one through four... Um, and there's a flow to this. There's a there's a, a, a literary and logical and logistical <laughs> flow that Paul has. Yeah. Um, so he he's he he again. This connects to what we got to talk about last week in chapter one with this sort of this posture that the church is to take, mm-hmm. and it's this posture of unity, right? Yep. Um, and or, or togetherness or fellowship. Um, 
and that's and that pops up here. So in in verse one, he gives us a, a, an appeal or a basis for an appeal to unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, in verse two, he gives us what the essence of unity is, and then in verses three and four is is really the, that expression of unity. And so here's the other part about this, and this is where <laughs> it gets really gummy. <laughs> One through four is one Greek sentence. Yeah. One Greek sentence. Now, I, I went in and I kind of, again, I'm, I was mining for a couple things here, but one Greek sentence with four conditional phrases. Uh, and the Greek that kind of kicks us off there is atis or at. Mm-hmm. Um, one command, two imperatives illustrated by two contrasting statements. Yeah. Yeah, we. <laughs> if you've never studied Greek before, just know that's a lot. It, I mean, I think just listening to that, you go, okay. Yeah, that. <laughs> what are we doing? That should be like six pages worth of English stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I read this this article where it was written in 1960s, yes. and this guy said uh, he was quoting a theologian from the 1930s, and he said this. This guy basically said um, if a student wanted to drive himself insane, he need not look further than the first 11 verses of chapter 2. Correct. You you just spin your wheels for years. If you were an English student and turned in the same (laughs) sentence, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't pass anything. But no, it, it doesn't turn into great English. Uh, it, it's also what I feel like we say this quite often, or I say this quite often. It, it also reminds me that this is, uh, language arts, not language science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about this, right? Yep. Okay. So chapter two, verse one, this is the basis of the appeal to unity. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy... Stop mid-sentence right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Okay, so there's four statements of Christian community blessing that, that's 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 rung out right here, yeah. and it's this uh, this if-then statement, the a-tis or the a-t, mm-hmm. right? Um, so uh, four statements of Christian community <laughs> blessing. If you have encouragement in Christ, is really the, the the essential. So if in Christ you experience any kind of encouragement. Now by encouragement, I'm not talking about compliment, right? Yeah. Let's not let's not modernize that too much. It, Christ isn't saying I like your shirt. Okay. It's encouragement is if you've been instilled with any type of courage to step out in faith. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh in in that word encouragement, paraclesis right? Encouragement, exhort, lift up, mm-hmm. or lift toward something, upward toward something. Um, if any comfort from love is, is, is what it literally, literally is in the ESV, they don't take it uh, uh, as far as, like the NIV kind of said, it's his love. Mm-hmm. If you have any comfort in his love, right? And contextually, that makes sense. If any, this is uh, this 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 is the phrase, right? This is where like it starts. If any participation in the spirit, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm a fan of that word in the ESV. Okay, in other translations, we might read our word fellowship, mm-hmm. um, connection, right? It, it's our koinonia. I was gonna say, go back to last week, and you'll hear all about koinonia. Koinonia, yeah. Um, in in really, again, the basis for appeal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, with the Spirit, uh, and if any affection and sympathy... Uh, did you look up those words, affection and oh, sympathy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because, well, because affection is one of my favorite words, it's so I just wanted to make... It's my favorite one, that, yeah. Because it's just... Splachna. Splachna. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we've actually talked about this in previous studies before. I can't remember what... I don't know if it was Ephesians or Galatians. I can't remember either, but splachna is literally the bowels. The bowels, inward parts. Yeah, yeah. It, in 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 in, um, it, really, if if you've if you've been moved in your gut, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like this. 
it's kind of like your heart. Like it's the yeah. it's like the the throne of love and passion and even uh, probably hatred in some ways. The like, emotive seat yes, uh, of the of exactly. the psyche. The emotive seat of the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Great word. Yeah. Great word. And the other one is uh we gotta find it now. Oh, there we are. Oiktirmoy. Mm-hmm. Oiktirmoy, which is interesting because I f- one dictionary I have said, yeah, compassion, pity, mercy, this kind of thing. Uh, sympathy is mm-hmm. how the ESV talks about it. Um, but I found one thing that said in, um, what's the word, secular mm-hmm. ways, it's also a reference to bowels, but it's like the innermost parts of like where you're the... It's like the inward part of your compassion. Mm-hmm. It's like the the seat of compassion within yourself. Yeah. And so these are both kind of like <laughs> Paul basically is saying here, uh, any bowels and bowels. Yeah. <laughs> any in par- inward parts and any other inward parts you might have. That are moved, right? Yeah, that, that are, are that, that cause you to have move. feeling. Well, and the other <laughs> part about uh, the other part of that that word sympathy is it it's a very typical Greek combination right and mm-hmm. the, the first part of that that oik right yeah. there from oikos mm-hmm. so household or or a familial connection whether yeah. that's biological or emotional mm-hmm. uh, family and so that that's why i think sympathy is a good word yeah. uh, right there and and it's better than things like empathy right mm-hmm. because empathy kind of lets you th- be able to think like someone or be able to okay i see it from your point of view sympathy you feel for someone. Yeah. Yeah. Inward parts. Inward parts. Okay. So that's the appeal, right? So if any of these things are true, right? If you take if there's anything about you that is even close to associating with this, mm-hmm. all right. Now here comes the essence. Our henna statement is going to be right here. Mm-hmm. All right. So if any of this is true, then verse two, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Right, uh, weird, bizarre Greek things going on <laughs> in this. Now, in the English, most English translations, we put a period right there. There's not a period in the Greek state. It is is still a big giant run, one run run on sentence, which is okay in Greek. Yeah, it's not okay in English. It's t- borderline typical in Greek. Yeah. Not only okay, but it's just like yeah, just keep going. I'm not wasting space on this. Yeah, papyrus. There's no point punctuation. In, yeah, no point in putting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, even. Sorry, this, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but just for you history buffs, even if you see like a papyrus from ancient times in Greek, there's no spaces between the words. Like yeah. that's how that's how important the space was. They just jammed it all together and like, yeah, they'll figure it out. People know Greek. Let's e- do it. Exa- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good luck grading that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's why there's no. Uh, yeah, that's why there's no. There's long run on sentences yeah, in Greek because it's like we gotta go. Um, okay, so interesting statement here. Mm-hmm. Complete my joy, right? Yeah, complete, complete my joy. Um, there, there's a there's a lot of di- different ways to go with this, but I think it's important to point out the personal connection here now that Paul has with the with the church and really the 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 spiritual fatherhood posture that he takes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I like what Richard Mellick says. He says his Paul's joy was that his life work would amount to something in God's economy. Mm. Um, and so, look, let's not let this work, this this stuff of Jesus be done in vain, mm-hmm. right? Make my joy complete. And my joy, when you think about uh, any parent or grandparent just sitting back and watching their family be family. Mm. I th- th- Again, an emotive portion that's going on here. Uh, with Paul. Okay. <laughs> That's actually the easy Greek part. Yes. Then we get to the back half of this verse. Um, by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Um, all right. There is a pronoun that's used here. Uh, altos. Mm-hmm. All right. So as a pronoun, it would mean he, him, uh, his... Yeah. Even different versions of she, her, or it. Yeah. Right. Okay. But as an adjective, it means same. Yes. Um, you got to pay attention to that. 
And, and as an adjective, the way adjectives work in the original Greek language is it's like peanut butter on a piece of bread. It can spread throughout the entire bread. And here it spreads in, in, in the entire verse, mm-hmm. right? But you have to know the context of it so you know how far to spread it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think it's used, I think it's in there twice. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, yeah. right there. It's, you're correct. Tau auta fronete, fronete, and then tain autain agapain. Like right back to back. He's like the same, the same blank, the same whatever, the same mind and the same love. Just in the Greek, right. in my Greek, I have it back to back. So you can spread that even further. So being in full accord, mm-hmm. okay, so of the same chord, right? Yeah. And of, again, the same mind. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the one mind yeah. and same mind, same word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, it gets really, really confusing. So, altos, spread across that. So, here's how we make Paul's love or Paul's joy complete. Being like minded, you know, you, and you just said those words, phroneo, right? Mm-hmm. Being like love or being th- of the same, same love, love, right? Yep. Uh, the agape love that we talk about so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of the same spirit, where here we would look for the word pneumatos, it's not, not the word. even there, no. It's not. Uh, uh, I'm going to try to say this, and then <laughs> when yeah, I mess luck. this up. Yeah, sumpsukas. Yeah. Sumpsukas. Sumpsukas, Yeah, which that word itself means same spirit or mm-hmm. same soul. And from for all intents and purposes, appears that, well, it only appears once in the New Testament or in the Bible period. That that's from what I can tell. Yeah. Uh, but it's very rarely used anywhere else. Period. Like I yeah. could not find it in any secular, like Greek writings, it, much anywhere. It's a it's a bizarre word. Sumpsukos. Yeah. Sumpsukos. Um, and it's essentially when when you look at, I think if I understand the syntax of this okay it's have the same same soul have the same same spirit yeah um and really what that means because we're not using the word that we typically like we did in the previous verse for spirit mm-hmm. uh which would have been pneumatos yeah. right um or pneuma um we're we're not we're not using that so it's not it's not like wind or breath there but it would be more like have the same heartbeat yeah well assume is it's a combination mm-hmm. word of soon and psukos or psychon, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But that word can be translated as like, yeah, like your most boiled down essence of who you are. <laughs> like the, it, it the, is. The, per, the most person you are. And so it's basically is like be the same person, be of the same. There's not really a better word than the same accord, the same like. I don't know how else to put it other than that. Like, you are the same. (laughs) Same, yeah, that you're identified with one another. Yeah. Right? That your heart beats the same way. And then he ends it with united in thought or of of one mind is how the ESV does. Yeah. I look at this, I go, okay, did the ESV translators just go, let's just say one mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's so much easier. But really, it's being like-minded and then think alike. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, Now... This unity right here, this this essence of unity right here, it, it's not in, the unity is not in the same personality, but it's unified in the same purpose and values, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I, I I think that's clear. It's not conformity here. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, 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 that we value the same. What's going on? And what do we value? Well, let's go back to that basis, right? Encouragement in Christ, comfort from His love participation with the Spirit, and affection and sympathy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and by the way, the, those last two things, affection and sympathy, aren't that we receive affection and sympathy, it's that we express the affection and sympathy, yeah. that that the being is the source of that. All right, speaking of express, now we move to the expression of this. So in, in three and four, we do this, and we're going to break, this, break these two down, and, and then we'll jump into crazier things going on. <laughs> okay, do nothing from selfish ambition or I think you said rivalry, right? Yeah. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit. In the NIV, it's vain conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. All right, so 
couple things. He, 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 the expression happens first and foremost in humility. And the way he demonstrates that is in, through some contrasting statements. So first, the negative. Talking about selfish ambition or rivalry, same word that is found in chapter 1, verse 17. Talking about... Yeah, Erytheon. Yeah, yeah, it's and I brought this up last... This was last week. Yeah. It's Erytheon is literally like electioneering. Like yes. Promoting yourself as like the candidate to vote for. You're right. self-promoting in a big, big way. <laughs> exactly. And, and rivalry is what we talked about mm-hmm. right right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, in conceit. Now, the NIV translates that as vain conceit, and I'm not sure where they get vain from. I do. Okay, good. So the word is kinodoxion, and it's a compound word for kinos, which can be translated literally vain, and then well, doxa, which is glory. So it, right. the word can literally mean vain glory, and okay. they just kind of made it into vain conceit. Yeah. Which is, I mean, honestly, I wish they would have just went vain glory because I think that sounds better and is way more accurate. It's got a, it's got a heavier yeah. connotation. Yeah, in, yeah, and, and it goes the full way. And again, ESV just says conceit because mm-hmm. honestly, vain conceit is the same. That, thing. It's an oxymoron, yeah. effectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and but but either way, they're, I, I don't think they're wrong. I just yeah, it, it, it's just kind of interesting they do this. So, um, I mean, here's my note on this. Prior to the New Testament, humility had a negative com- connotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word humility was uh, connected to things like base, unfit, shabby, mean, of no significance, and almost always used in a way to describe a slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is considered a high-value characteristic of a human being now because of the New Testament's twist of it. Yeah. Right? And here, this is this we can pinpoint, like, cultural changes to this verse right here, mm-hmm. talking about humility. So Paul puts the positive twist on this, um, and he says humility. Um, and it is this massively... Big giant word. It's insane. It is. So I'm gonna trip on this, but I'm gonna try it. Okay. Tapenafrosune. Tapenafrosune. Yeah. Okay. Um I, I I've got this thing in my head going, okay, they thought so little of humility that they just made it impossible to <laughs> spell. <laughs> like yeah. if you want to talk about humility, you really gotta want to talk about humility. That's a crazy big word. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so he says, in, in humility, count others more significant than yourself. And really, it's the word others is one another, mm-hmm. all right? It is the Greek word. I love this. This is such a paradox that this is, it keeps, the Greek word is all alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all alone actually means <laughs> one another. One or, another, or you could even make a fellowship case. Yeah, out of t- it. You, together, you, basically. Together, yeah. It's a togetherness. So we walk with one another. We walk all alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, in in he then he says to consider others more significant, right? Mm-hmm. Or or to count others as more significant than yourself. Um, it's the the word. Um, I, I didn't write it down write it down in the Greek, but it it it's essentially hyper ego, huperachontas. There you go. Yeah. So hyper ego, uh, which means. The literal translation of that means that you desire others to excel. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a preaching point. That's a hermeneutic point right here. Yeah, and and uh, it's used throughout the Greek language too. I found it in Homer mm-hmm. in the Iliad. He uses it to to talk about the leadership of generals promoting his their soldiers to go and fight well. So right. it's like this is a far-reaching concept that we can take with us of of that's a good hermeneutical or a good uh hermeneutics no homiletical Homiletical, point that you can make of like you need to you need to back your own fighters and that's everyone around you exactly well so that's the question right this Mm. is a self-examination right here this we ought to pause and go okay do i consider consider those with whom I've experienced encouragement in Christ, comfort from his love, participation of the spirit and affection and sympathy. Do I, do I desire for them to excel above my own mm, yeah. position? Um, 
and answer that honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to something that talked about the difference between saying, I'm so happy for you mm-hmm. and I'm so jealous of you. Mm-hmm. And the idea of going, you just like the idea of thinking about the words you use, because to say, oh, I'm so jealous of you is to say like, that should have been me when you're, when the opposite of that is, yeah. man, I'm so happy for you. Is like, no, I was, I'm rooting for your success. Like I, I'm so glad that you were successful in this. Even and, at the cost of my own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even at the cost of my own. And, and that's a tough position to do. You don't do it accidentally. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's something you have to, that, that was the whole point of this conversation was like, that's something you have to work on. <laughs> like yeah. you, it's like, it's understandable to be jealous of someone when they, uh, succeed at something you want to be successful at, but yeah. it takes like soul work to go. I, I want to be happy for this person yeah. who is successful. I would say the trick to that is to tap into the encouragement from Christ, tap into yeah. Yeah, comfort from His love and the participation of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and do some Splunkna work there. I just love that this is, and we, I think you said this pre microphones being on, but this is like the most Paul. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, he used the word, that mind word, phronate, phron, phronos, phroneo, yeah. yeah. which the root word is, so you can find that word in verse two twice. Mm-hmm. And then it's also in verse five, verse five. Mm-hmm. But that's also the uh, humility of mind. The, uh, yeah, the humility word is, like you said, tapenophrosune, and that frasune at the end is the same word, is that mind word. Yeah. And so he's just, I mean, that's just the best Greek usage. He's like, you know what? I'm going to connect some dots here. Yeah. And he oh, throws okay. in the, f- the four different ways to use the same word. The entire passage he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I sh- again, this was pre-Mikes, but I showed, <laughs> I brought my Greek Bible with me mm-hmm. because I wrote in pencil. I'm telling this to the audience more than anything because I circled all the words where it's repeated multiple times throughout this because yeah. he's just connecting dots left and right. Left and right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it's not... It's not to think of yourself less mm-hmm. or lesser. It's it, it's or to think of yourself as really s- something lesser, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not so much that. It's it's really to think or is. Let me say it this way: It's not to think less of yourself. It's to think of yourself less. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, and and that that's the point. Well, and I think you can. I think there's something to be said about understanding how small and finite you are in the grand scheme of yeah. the world. Like, I don't think there's any, that's, that is a, in a way thinking of your thinking less of yourself, uh-huh. but I don't think there's, there's a difference between being like self self flagellating <laughs> like right. going like I am the worst right. and going like, no, in the grand scheme, I'm small compared to what God has to offer. And so like, yeah. let like, I want to be humble in that I'm, nothing compared to what God can do. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's hard work. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it, re- it really is. It, and to surrender that, but he, he sharpens that in verse four. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, and so verse four, then let each of you look not only to his own interests. So we do, I mean, we do look to our own uh, interests. Got I th- pay attention to that. I think you, I think you have to, no matter what you, like, I think God's understanding yeah. of that of like, yeah, you, you still need to like live. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> put food in your mouth. Yeah. You right? can't just, if you if if nobody looked out for themselves, then this would just be all over. Like nobody would cool. survive. Correct. But end. but don't only do that. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Don't isolate that, but also to the interests of others. Now, the the phrase in in the in the ESV is "look not only." Right. Mm-hmm. It's actually "look out." Yeah. Okay. So so there's 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 the the negative words in there to to say to look not only but uh look out the scopeo and i think n- to not only look out is is it ex scopeo or something like something that something like that okay. or, well actually i don't know what it, if i have it i have two different greek versions and i think mm. in this one it's just may okay yeah it's just may ta hey outone <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it was just words. I'm in the wrong <laughs> verse, I think. No, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just... Ec- yeah. 
It's sorry, I can't even find it. It's okay. Yeah, no, we're good. Scopeo is what I want to yeah. hone in on anyway. Oh, we, yeah, there it is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get our, our English word scope from. Yeah. Okay. So, in other words, it, scope, and then it's it's the idea of scoping or looking out is searching. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So don't just search for your own interests, but scope out the interest of others. Mm-hmm. Right. That that we're not just. We're not just mindful of someone else's interest, but we're looking out for their interest. There's there's an activity that's involved in that, yeah. And it's because it, it's it, we've found encouragement in Christ, comfort in His love, and we participate in the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then we can are able to uh, then splunkna, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Have that have that affection. All right. So he sets that up in the first four verses. We shift gears into five. I want to talk about five before we get into yeah for six. Five can kind of work as a transition statement. He's repeating some things here. Okay, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in in Christ Jesus. In the NIV, uh, have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, attitudes of funny word to use there. Mm-hmm. The literal word, and you pointed this out a little bit ago, is it the phroneo word, is mind. Yeah. All right? So have this mind among yourselves, which is which is yours in Christ Jesus. Uh, it's, a rep- it's a repetition of the ex- exhortation that we read in the first four verses. Um, your, t- your attitude, the same as. Uh, it means to think like, and it's in the active voice. Okay? This is where translations get bonkers. Mm-hmm. Because if you translate it in the passive voice, it reads one way. But if you translate in the active voice, voice, which I think is the right way to do this, it is, the the phrase is, you think in you. <laughs> All right? Yeah. So you think in you, um, and then you think in you as in Christ Jesus. All right? So you think in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. That is about as wooden as it gets mm-hmm. on that verse. But it makes a total amount of sense in my mind. Okay. You think in you, uh, right, or have this mind, at, which is also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So that you find that mindset in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Does that make that? Yeah, okay. no, that's um, at, the way I like to think of it is like your mind is not just yours. <laughs> like, yeah. So like have these thoughts. Which are also in Christ, like your, th- yeah, your mind is just as much in Christ as it is inside your body. Well, so how 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 do I do this humility thing in Christ? Mm-hmm. Go to Christ. That's where it is. Um, it's really not what would Jesus do scenario here. It is go to him. Yeah, yeah, because he has done right. It's an it's an it's an active voice thing. All right, verses six through eleven. Um, I, I want to approach this as simply as possible. Uh, good luck. Yeah, good luck. It's um, If you were to look this up, if you were to do your own research on this and say you pulled, say, 10 commentators, okay, the, the approach to 6 through 11 is wild. Uh, there's all kinds of questions because it's, it's not exactly stylistic, complimentary to really the rest of Philippians and even the rest of anything Paul's ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, all kinds of questions that come around with it, and there's all kinds of different ways to... Uh, you good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all kinds of different ways to go about uh, approaching 6 through 11. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to make the case that... What Paul is citing, or at least using, even if he doesn't use fully, the, if he doesn't, if he doesn't do this a hundred percent, I think it's based in an early Christian hymn. Yeah. Okay. Um, or really early Christian doxological statement. Agreed. Okay. Now here's here's the reasons for this, and again, we could probably spend all day long talking about what this is that we're about ready to to study break down but because of the rhythmical quality the rare words and phrases that are used and the motif and by motif the 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 uh, thematic element 
that, that's involved with this. Um, I would make the case that it is an early Christian hymn or maybe early Christian poetry. Yeah. All right. So w- w- uh, there, there's kind of two things that come along with this. First of all, the depth of theology, right, that, that we see in 6 through 11. There's a, there's a deep, deep, deep theology that happened really early on in Christian community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's expressed in a very highly developed Christology, um, it, it, which, is, which is amazing. This isn't something that has like matured over time. This is early on. Yeah, it was like a Cambrian explosion of Christian thought after Jesus left. Like all of a sudden there was a bunch of people going... Let's talk about what a Christ figure looks like, especially since we just saw one. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so that, that kind of feeds into the second thing then, that I read in one place that they called this early Christology in cryptic and powerful language. Wow. Yeah. Now, by cryptic, they're not saying uh, there's a puzzle to solve here. Mm-hmm. But by cryptic, I mean, if you kind of look at, listen to the way Christians talk from an outsider perspective, yeah, there's a cryptic type of language. Yeah, it's a jargon. It's a it's a jargon. It's a you, you need to understand kind of what they're talking. We're it, going to eat the body of Christ and drink the blood of the lamb. It's the same thing with any in group. I mean, if I went to yeah. um I have friends that are engineers at Textron. If yeah. I went to Textron and went and hung out with all the engineers, I would have like they would probably be using jargon that I'd be like I have no idea what you're talking about. Correct. <laughs> it, it it's our own like binary language, right? Yeah. Our own JavaScript, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's it, it's early from here, and so we we start to understand a little bit. Then it's sort of poetic, mm-hmm. right? And and it, and it helps us. It Paul's using this as a way of expressing the example of Christ in how our thought life, yeah, looks like. Yeah, which. This is a little sidebar. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's quoting someone, or is he has he written this? And he's yeah. So that's a that's a great question. There's no to, answer. Yeah, we've <laughs> got to give a caveat there, right? We even saying that this is a Christian hymn is is it's speculation. Mm-hmm. I think it's grounded speculation. Uh, did he write the hymn? I have no idea. But that's the wild thing t- for me to yeah. think about. Is if Paul is quoting someone, then like, just imagine how much spirit-driven writings are out there or were out there that we'll just never see. So, <laughs> like, because it'll be written on things that are just disappeared. Exactly. Or just are gone. Okay. So this is how it plays out in my head. Okay, that when Paul was with the Philippians and they were getting the church up and running that someone who is musically inclined was listening to Paul and lyricized mm. teachings that he expressed. Yeah. So he's quoting back like, hey, remember that song we sang together? That they would be familiar with this, yeah. okay? Whether or not that's exactly true, I have no idea, but it makes sense. Yeah, it flows logically. Yeah, it, it, it does. It, and it would be a... <laughs> that would hit twice. Yeah. Right? If I, it's, Yeah. Again, it's the same... It's kind of the same thing with jargon. Like, yeah. if I... This is going to be a really niche thing to say, but that's jargon. Mm-hmm. If I quoted a Jordan Howerton band song to you, right, you would know probably what I'm talking about, and you'd probably go like, "Oh yeah, that's yeah, throwback." And but people, even probably people that listen to this currently, would go, "I have no idea what you're talking about," and so that's because we have something in common, correct, in an in group of youth ministry, <laughs> correct. So that's it flow that tracks. Uber logically is what I'm trying to get at. Right, right, and 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 it it, it kind of fits. Mm-hmm. It, it it just fits, and, and it would make sense that Paul would be so bright to be able to use that. Okay, let, let's jump into it then. Yeah. All right, so we have this mind among yourselves, which is also in Christ. We find that in Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the hymn begins: uh, "Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped." Um, it's really wor- weird to parse poem or song, mm-hmm. but we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to try to do it. Yeah, so I, 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 I highlighted the main verbs just in this verse, all right? And there, there's, there's a couple different verbs, but just the main ones. Uh, one to consider, right? Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count 
or consider, mm-hmm. all right? Um, hegesato, hegesato. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, he did not consider equality with God a thing to be, to the, the, the being verb there, amy. Uh, which I can't remember in the form it comes in, but Amy is the the verb. Yeah, ani. Ani. Okay. So the those two I think are the the imperative verbs, the 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 things that drive this. All right. So the form of God, he did not consider, like he did not consider the form of God, which would have been something prior to his humanity displayed. Mm-hmm. All right. The word form. Of God is morphe. Morphe. Yeah, morphe, which is a wildly popular Greek word mm-hmm. uh, used sometimes in the New Testament, but wildly po- popular. Morph, yeah. right? The we all take on a form, um, and it's connected to other words that we have used for like image, um, which the word image icon is mm-hmm. is used a little bit later. Um, but he d- he had the form of God, but he did not consider. Um, uh, he he did not. Um, it's, it's more than think, regard. Yes, right? regard. There you go. Um, he did not uh, count that equality with God a thing to be grasped. Um, it, 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 there's so much theology going on in that. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, it really is. I it, mean, even if you break down those, again, like going into those Greek words, it could you could get lost in that because the word grasped, harp, Pogmon, mm-hmm. Harpogmon can literally be translated stolen or seized, robbed. like violent, yep. yeah, robbed. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like he didn't he did not count equality with God a thing that he could himself like seize. He didn't want to, he didn't want to be the robber of that. Yeah, the best one I think I saw was someone translated it as it was not something to be clutched. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, it, it's good imagery there. Inequality, ethos. Isa. Uh, yeah. yeah, Isos. So this this form and this equality is sort of talking about Jesus' pre-existent as Jesus' state. Yeah. Right? Um, one, one guy says that physical eyes cannot see spiritual realities. Yeah. So to put your eyes on Jesus, uh, and I'll quote uh, a verse here, is to see God, right? But if you do not look for God, you do not see him in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So physical eyes cannot see spiritual realities, only spiritual eyes. John 14, 9, Jesus says, whoever's seen me has seen the Father. Um, and that's, again, high-level Christology right here, that, that, that he had a seat of God. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, so that's our first, first little line there in, in this hymn. Getting to seven. But even though he had that, he didn't clutch it. Instead, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Here's our humility stuff again. Being born in the likeness of men. Point out a couple things here. First of all, he emptied himself. Just these, these, these contrasting words going on here. So, Lord to servant. God to the likeness of men. Mm-hmm. Uh, the icon of men, essentially. Um, so adding humi- uh, here, uh, we see that he, it's all phrased in a way that you're, we're adding humanity to deity rather than subtracting deity from the person. Yeah. Okay? So he didn't stop being God. He added, took on humanity mm-hmm. uh, or human form. How about that? Which, for a God to do, means you have to empty yourself out. Like, he became void for yeah. that sake. Yeah, it, it's an it, it, it's an emptying of of status. Yeah, ultimately. Oh, yeah. So you asked. We I think it's important to ask to what end, which I think the 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 hymnist asked this. Mm-hmm. Okay, to what end? And it's to death, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the other thing I want to point out before we jump into eight here, because because these lyrics keep flowing, is born in the likeness of men. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, this is plural. Men is is not, I'm not born in the likeness of man. Born in the likeness of men. Interpone, yeah. I point this out because it's going to come up here in a minute in a play on words. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Um. It, or, or or really poetically. Yeah. Well, I mean, along that same line, form of God, morphe of God, 
mm-hmm. uh, form of a slave or bond servant, morphane. Yeah. But then the likeness is a different word. Mm-hmm. It's uh, homoiomati. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get into form again. But this form is a different Greek word for the word form again Correct. or the likeness of. Correct. And, and and it's not, they're not doing that to confuse anybody. They're doing that for emphasis. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is what a poet or hymnist yeah, would do. Or a lyricist does. Yeah. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. Um, it, it's also, okay. So, so, so from the form of God to the likeness of men, um, it clues us in that this is a doxological st- statement or doxological work that's being presented. Mm-hmm. Right, it is a again doc, doxology. This this it's a glorious uh, attribute mm-hmm. that's applied. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that was his actions in, in seven. In eight, we're gonna see humility. Okay. And being found in human form, like you just pointed out, he humbled himself. How? By becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Um, wild to sing about, mm-hmm. right? The, uh, I cannot express to you how subversive that lyric would be to sing publicly. Yeah, Yet we are boasting about our God, who was humbled to death—not just any ordinary death, but death on a cross. So let's talk about. So how is he humbled as a man? He chose humanity, right? He didn't clutch. Uh, Power of He's God. Pa- yeah, yeah, space Form of God. Of God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But then he became obedient to death. Um, he obeyed even when it costs his life. And not just death, but death on the cross. I, I can't, like, we can't overstate this enough right here. There is no space in that civilized world during that time in which the cross would be spoken of in a positive way. Mm-hmm. For the Romans, it was such a nasty way that your Roman citizenship really protected you from that form of death. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't get crucified if you were a Roman citizen. Like, you weren't supposed to at least get Correct. crucified. Correct. Not legally. You. Yeah. You, you weren't, you were you you could be a serial killer. That's, yeah. To, to say, like, to say that, that means the Roman government found crucifixion so abhorrent that they're like, we won't do this to our own people. It, correct. <laughs> like, that's wild. Correct. Um, and then it was considered a curse for the Jews, mm-hmm. which Paul talks about in Galatians 3, which is from the book of Deuteronomy. Yeah. Um, now, it, it, and even the that word cross in the Latin, it's it, crucifixion is excruciate. Mm-hmm. We get our word excruciate Yep. Uh, from... And the, that word literally means pain of the cross. There was no way to describe that kind of pain, and so they came up with a word. Yeah. They, they invented a word to describe the agony that's experienced from those that are on the cross. And it's not really a word from the people on the cross. It's the word from the people who witnessed those <laughs> ones on the cross. We don't know how to describe what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Excruciate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that's that's what he did. That's that's the level of humility. Uh, and then you think back to verse five, right? You have the mind in you which is found in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You said something that I don't know if you did it on purpose, but I love that idea that like Jesus, the, you know, we say like, oh, he was, this gruesome, but like mm-hmm. stabbed to death or mm-hmm. something to death, and that like this is Jesus was humble to death, yeah. like. That's how he died. He was yeah. humble, humbled to death. Yeah. He. Uh, well, the the text uh, o- obedient to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He obeyed to death. Yeah. Obey to what extent do you want me to obey? Death. To death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To death. Um, it, it's also the full experience of the likeness of men. Mm-hmm. Okay. In your inhuman form, right? Yeah. It, that being found in human form, he humbled himself to the point of death, even death on the cross. Okay. Uh, then we get to nine. Yeah. All right. Therefore, uh, what a, a great therefore, by the way. <laughs> therefore, or some translations, so then, okay. Mm-hmm. God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. 
So let's pause right there because it really does fit with 10 and 11, but we, we just need to pause for a second. Exalted him highly. Yeah. Right? I just want to say that's the most redundant thing, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you, uh, to exalt means to lift up as high as possible. Like, yes. I'm lifting you as high as possible. Okay. <laughs> just, so this is, I'm lifting you as high as high can go exactly. again. <laughs> uh, okay, so... To the highest exaltation mm-hmm. is what is what it is. The word used there is not what we would always use for exalt. Okay, mm-hmm. it's what we would use to emphasize exalt. It's huper upsao. Okay, huper upsao, which is hyper exalt. Mm-hmm. Right. Anytime a Greek word starts with huper, huper, yeah. it's our Greek or it's our English translation of hyper. It's true. Yeah, it's transliter transliterated h y p e r. Yes, hyper. It's exaltation of position from lowly humility to hyper exalted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he did this because of his obedience to death, even death on a cross. And then this the second way God exalts him in this verse is he gave him the name uh, in in the in the English translation here. Uh, uh, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Um, it, it, fun with words in this. Yeah. The the above right there. Hyper. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it it actually the the very wooden translation is superior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gave the name superior to all names. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I I. I, I that that uh, again is some high level Christology that, that that's happening with this. All right, um, I want to back up just a second though. In verse eight, when we read the human form, right oh, there, yeah. that's our singular. By the way, that's the play on words right there. So mm-hmm. from the likeness of men to human form, yeah, and the, the form of man, even changing the word of form, because uh-huh. the form is different from morphe. It's schemati yeah which is uh the something i read was the the habitus which i've never heard of before uh-huh. i don't have you ever heard of the word habitus i've heard of the word habitus um, i want to i'm going to type it into the computer to mm-hmm. have it define habitus cuz i can't i didn't write down the official definition but a, a person's general constitution the way a person of a particular background perceives or reacts to the world which is a really okay definition for what this is because mm-hmm. it's and i think paul kind of plays on words here a little bit too yes uh with this being because the schemati is basically like the uh, everything that y- i can sen- everything that you can sense about a person in a, in a physical way mm-hmm. so like i can tell your temperament mm-hmm. through interactions with you i can see who you like what you look like mm-hmm. um like anything that my senses can derive about you mm-hmm. is what this means, that mm-hmm. human form. Um, and it's not the same word, but it has that same concept to me as that full accord. Yeah. Way back in verse two or three. Right. 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 Of like, of we are of full psukas. Uh, we are of full, uh, like everything we can sense about each other. We are fully together in that. Yeah. And so I just really like that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And 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 it sets it, it highlights his humanity is what is mm-hmm. what it does. Yeah. So we we relate in his likeness of men, right? Yeah. We're all born in the likeness of mankind, right? But we all take on a form of humanity. Yeah. It really it really highlights like we were able to. This is it's like a pre uh, cursor to the idea that Jesus only came as a spirit. They're basically mm-hmm. saying, no, we could physically, yeah. we could give him physical attributes while he was in front of us. Or that he was only able to obey because he was God. Yeah. Like, no, he was human. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a wild concept to know, to grab onto that he was 100% God, 100% man. Mm-hmm. Uh, not 50-50, right? It was 100%, 100%, and, and paved the way, pioneered the way, mm-hmm. and blazed the way. We use the word... Uh, uh, progress for a couple different times in in the first chapter. Yeah, and say okay. So ten and eleven, I really think need to be read together. Yeah. All right. So uh, it, ten and eleven are the the high peak of this doxology here, mm-hmm. this hymn. So that um, because his name is superior to every name, to all names, 
so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory uh, of God the Father. Yep. All right. Um, this here really becomes then the purpose of God's ex- uh, exalting Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Th- this is this is this is Christ to the highest. Yeah. Uh, with this. Um, all right. So some things going on here that we have similar passages in in the scriptures. Um, one he says uh, almost almost uh, an exact identical thing in Romans fourteen eleven, right? Which is actually citing. Uh, a passage in Isaiah 45, it, and in the Septuagint, the Greek uh, translation of the Hebrew Old Testament, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's Isaiah 45, 23. I happen to have mine, um, just because I think you'll think it's funny. The guy who edits this and puts this together, his name is Sir Lancelot C.L. Britton. Stop. Sir Lancelot C.L. Britton. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, this is just how we know it's trustworthy. <laughs> so come but, on, <laughs> but there's a slight difference in um, how Paul phrased this or the hymn phrases this in verses ten and eleven mm. versus what Paul does in Romans by citing Isaiah. Yeah. Okay. In Roman or in in our passage, he says that every knee should bow on heaven and on earth, and every tongue. Again, carry that across, spread that across. Peanut butter should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, to the glory of God the Father. In Romans and in Isaiah, it's uh, every uh, every knee will bow, mm-hmm. and every tongue will confess or uh, 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 admit Christ. Basically, yeah, right. Um, and so in that, in this one, it's this is this is an imperative, right? The hymn calls to action in the Romans passage and Isaiah passage it's a it's prophetic yeah um, I, there's a little bit of a preaching point to that I think um, it's okay bow your knee and confess with your mouth now before you have to bow <laughs> your knee and confess with your mouth yeah. it's possible to do now but it's going to happen no either what. way it's going to happen yeah right do your homework now or do it Later, either way, your homework's going to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a call, man. That's a that's that's the invitation. Yeah, <laughs> that's the invitation. All right. So the purpose uh, for all this exalting, every knee should bow or shall bow, should bow, will bow. Um, so at the at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow. Um, it, uh, Jesus here is identified as the object of worship, mm-hmm. right? So when the knee and the tongue are how we worship and how we confess, right? Yeah. Um, so how do I worship Jesus? Bend your knee um, and, and, and lift up your voice, right? Yeah. Lift up your tongue, right? Um, and then he has a little caveat in there, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. In other words, all of creation. <laughs> yeah, past and present no matter where they are yeah if yeah. we were writing this simply in a letter we would say uh, everyone should do this mm-hmm. or anything that breathes should do this if we were poetically or musically or lyrically describing this we might say every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth yeah and every tongue shall confess i read one place guy guy uh newfeld is his name wrote in 1963 that this is the earliest Christian confession. Mm. The earliest Christian confession. What is that? Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yep. Uh, I think about that with our own church, that when someone comes to accept the free gift of salvation and we ask, uh, you know, do you believe that he that Jesus is the Christ, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Son, of the Living God, and my Lord and Savior. And by the way, when when we're saying Lord, uh, right here, this would resonate with just strictly Greek Greek speaking people. The Gen- Gentiles, Lord was all about sovereignty. You are a Lord because you own property, mm. right? You're Lord of this manor. You're Lord of this whatever it's going to be. When we call Jesus Lord, it we're saying this is all His. Um. And it's the 
er, we're we're participating in the earliest of Christian confessions. Uh, there truly is a great cloud of witnesses yeah. that that surround us with that. Um, wild hymn, man. Yeah, and just the I mean, you kind of talked about this, but every knee shall bow, or every knee should bow. That's in itself an act of humility. So it's like this whole. You could, I mean, it's one of those things that where this is just about humility in the end. <laughs> like, Jesus humbled himself, so now it's your turn to humble yourself before him because he's highly exalted. Yeah, and if you humble yourself before him and I humble myself, if you bend your knee before him and I bend my knee before him and this person does and this person does, uh, that puts us all on the same plane. Mm-hmm. There is no room for selfish ambition or vain conceit. Yeah, There's no space for that. There's no... You have to bend your knee, but I get to stand, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, there, it, it, it's not. It's every every part of creation yeah. bends a knee, and every part of creation confesses that Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Wild. Well, good deal. Yeah, wild. Well, that was Crosstalk, um, Philippians 2, 1 through 11. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or want to tell us we're wrong in any way, you can email me at Samuel O at SouthRockChristian.com, and he is Nick P at SouthRockChristian.com. Uh, next week is a shorter look, yeah. 2, 12 through 18. Mm-hmm. And so feel free to email us before then if you have any questions, comments, concerns about that in itself. But yeah, I believe until next time, we'll see you. See you later.